calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune into the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, I'm Joanna Rohrbeck of Prancercise LLC, and I'm here today to show you the four modes of Prancercise. I've got my ankle weights in place, and my music's ready. So let's stop talking and do some walking. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Radio today is different. Powerful networks span the nation from coast to coast. Shortwave radio girdles the globe. Radar has reached the moon. Now radio has mothered television, and the future promises even more startling things to come. No one cares about radio. Do you have a tattoo? I do not have a tattoo, thanks for asking. What would you think of somebody who got a tattoo of Queen Elizabeth? Um, I would think um, that it's exactly what one should do, and it shows the kind of respect that the woman deserves. <laughs> not Thank the answer you. I was thinking. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. And now. Take it out of there. It's not where it goes. Our feature presentation. What's up, party people? It's an all-new Kevin and Bean show this time for a Thursday, the 28th of February. Hey, fam. Hi. Wait, is that... Is that Bean Nine from Instagram fame? <laughs> Look. 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 I, um, <laughs> Why more tears? <laughs> everybody's been trying to get me to get on Instagram because that's where the people are. Uh-huh. Right? I, I've been uh, I've been supporting my uh, my Twitter because that's where my money is. Mm-hmm. So um, Christine in particular and my wife and others have said, you're missing out on so much. There's so much more. You know, and, and I see that because, you know, I'll put something up on Twitter and a couple of hundred people will interact. And then over on the Kevin Bean Instagram, a couple of thousand people will interact. Mm-hmm. So I know that's where the folks are. So I said, well... I gotta, I gotta look into this Instagram thing. Apparently, it's not a fad. Apparently, mm-hmm. it's here to stay. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I started doing some research and found out that I had an Instagram account. <laughs> uh huh. For seven years. Okay. And forgot about it. Right. Seven <laughs> years. <laughs> So, uh, long story short, I was able to uh, get into it, uh, get a new password, mm-hmm. log in, and it turns out that I put up photos back in 2011. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then just <laughs> promptly said, oh, I guess I won't use that anymore. With no fanfare, just stop fo- putting photos up. J- yeah, just, and, it, and there was no text or anything like that. It was just, I was just putting photos up. And and by the way, account was private, and mm-hmm. I uh, followed no one and had no followers, so I don't know why I was even putting photos yeah. up, because I was the only person who would see that. Yeah, you were throwing photos into a toy. Exactly, yeah. yes. So, yesterday, I worked it out and, and, and reactivated the account, I guess, and posted posted my first Instagram. And now you can finally accept all those tummy tea ads that you yeah. get. Like, you get all those requests, and now you can finally do it. Well, I'm sure looking forward to that. You make it sound fun. It's very fun. Uh, Bean, you have 7,143 followers in... 12 hours. I did not know that. Yeah. I have not looked at it. It's a lot of responsibility. Um, you also have a lot to answer for. Um, oh, no. Because I posted 
that you had joined. Am I in trouble? Uh, well, uh, first of all, um, everyone's like, oh, because your name is Bean, then the number nine. Were there eight other Beans? And I said, oh, I thought it was just a benign joke. Oh, is no. it not? No, no, it's not at all. Okay. But I gave I you also, too much credit. I also can't tell you where, where it came from. Okay. I don't remember. I have already, just so you know, mm-hmm. I what I wanted to do was, and I'm trying to change my, my Twitter name also to my real name. Okay. So I wrote to two different people with Gene Baxter Instagram accounts, mm-hmm. neither of which are very active, Some of, one of which hasn't posted ever, and to see if I can and get that name. So hopefully B9 will be temporary. Okay. okay. Uh, second question. A mm. lot of people wondering, uh, your first two pictures uh, seem to be you very bloody and Donna very bloody. What happened in 2011? <laughs> This, I'm not kidding. I mean, you're messing I'm with not a, a true crime fan over here what's who's happening? already put together probably a full story as <laughs> to what's going no on. no idea. So from 2011, so there's a photo of me with blood all over my face. Right. Mm-hmm. Why did I leave that one up, It's your first photo, and then your second photo, uh, Donna's hand's all bloody. Yeah. Yeah. What was that? <gasps> <laughs> was that a bad date? What was... Oh, my <laughs> I don't think it was murder. I think it was. I don't think it was murder. Yeah, Are you guys, did... Is that why you moved to New Orleans? You killed too many people <laughs> in Washington State? Well, the police were starting to circle. Sure, you know, they were starting sure. to get close, put the pieces together. You know what? I'm going to have to ask Donna about that. How she do might you, remember. How would you not remember? He didn't I, know he had an Instagram. I didn't know because it was I seven mean, years ago. Look, do you remember every time your family was covered in blood from seven years ago? Yeah. No. Yes. Oh, I don't. Here's another thing. You, I bet you, you know every member of Earth, Wind, and Fire. If I were to ask you to quit, if I were to quiz you right now, I know some of them. But okay. my, po- my you point were is, bloody and then put it on Instagram. Yeah, why did I do that? You, you honestly, this is a memento thing where you're going to find out you and Donna murdered a whole family that lives near you. I hope that's not true. That'd be kind of a bummer. Murder. And then the next the- picture, my favorite, is bloody mouth. Bloody hands, and then the uh, next one, an old-fashioned ice cream truck. Like, don't worry about the other two. Ice cream. <laughs> Look over here. It was an odd collection of photos from back then, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Very artsy, though. Well, except for the murder, but yeah. except for yeah. the murder, yeah. Yeah. But uh, have I? Uh, now you're telling me I have seven thousand followers. All right, uh, over ha- seven thousand, and this is before we talked about it on air. So prepare. Right. Seven thousand ha- co-conspirators in murder. Yeah. Have Have I opened up the Pandora's box? Did I make a mistake by getting on Instagram? Is it now going to be a big hassle that I'm not going to want to have anything to do with? Is it Is it too much responsibility? I guess is what I'm yeah, asking. Yeah. Post a picture, Bean. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, am, am I making it sound tougher than it is? Yes. But remember, it is different than Twitter. You know, you can't just like be willy nilly posting stuff. Instagram's a little more selective, right? Well, what do you mean by that? Well, I think people look for like reasons to post. Instagram stories is probably a little more casual. But as far as on posting pictures on Instagram, they got to be like kind of spaced out, right? Yeah. If you're posting like 30 pictures a day, I'm unfollowing you because you have no life and it's troubling to me. Well, I I mean, I only tweet a couple of times a day, too. True. Well, yeah, that would still be probably too much on Instagram yeah. a couple of times really? a day. Yeah. See, i got to learn all the rules. Yeah, calm yeah, your, etiquette, calm your etiquette. <laughs> Now, Allie, when you, and I'm sorry if uh, this is uh, inside baseball, mm-hmm. no one cares, but uh, since you brought it up, it, when you posted the, the announcement that I was on Instagram yesterday, yeah. you made that a story. 
Now, I did. Is, I also posted it to mean? my wall um, on in my stories, which is I the, don't know what a story is, and I don't know what a wall. Those is. are the fifteen second clips that you can go through, and people will post either a video or a picture with the song, uh, different emojis. So the stories are your avatar, that circle picture. Mm-hmm. If you click on the circle picture of people, and it has a red little thing around it, that means they have a story that stays up twenty four hours. It's fifteen seconds, and just story after story. Story after story. This is honestly giving me PTSD because I've had this conversation with my mom seven times. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're having it with your dad now. Yeah. Um, wait, it only stays up for 24 hours? Yes. Yeah. The stories. But, but on oh, the wall. But the one you posted of like, uh, you know, bloody hands when you murdered someone, that'll yeah, be up that's forever. forever. So that's that a pro- uh-huh. the prosecutors can talk about it a bunch. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so that's that's the story. And the wall is just all of your photos. Yeah. Yes. So if you go to the little home uh, icon on the far mm-hmm. left bottom, mm-hmm. you'll see everybody's feed there. So all their wall feeds. But then at the very top, it's all the circles. Those are all people's stories. Okay. And, and honestly, people like stories more, it yeah, seems Yeah, people now. look at more stories than they look at the wall. Yeah. Welcome to hell. <laughs> Maybe I'm it look, is a lot. I'm looking for something. You hang on here. Okay. Yeah. Welcome to literally will be the bane of your existence. I really thought he did B9, so it would be like benign. benign. I thought it was like B9 from outer space, like Plan 9 or something. Oh. Who's I wish B8? I remembered. Look, I don't remember murdering all those people. How That's do you think true. I remember coming up with my Instagram mm-hmm. name? All right, so apparently it is, uh, it's uh, B9, and if anyone cares, they can go there. Yeah. It's a, a Good way to sell it. Yep. <laughs> well, I just, I don't know how committed I am to it, but I felt like at some point I had to be dragged into the 21st century. Well, good luck. It, yeah. All right. Uh, do we use up all the time or do we have time we for the We got time for the thing. Are you sure? Oh, yeah. Okay. The number one thing that people complain about living in Southern California, most, many people love Southern California. I know I'm talking to a room full of locals and natives. Mm-hmm. Would never live anywhere else, right? That's me. What's the one thing that everybody agrees on is the downside of living in Southern California? It's got to be traffic, yeah. Now, what if there was a way that you could get to work every day without any traffic at all? It seems almost unthinkable, right, let alone here in Southern California? Okay, Caroline, Suzanne Marquez shows us tonight that dream is becoming a reality thanks to one company that's taking a fresh new look at rush hour. Any ideas on how you can get to and from work without any sitting in traffic? Walking. Yeah, I think they're going to say a fresh new look at rush hour, meaning you work opposite hours. I know I did. I I remember a long time ago hearing a story about a company that was learning how to like elevate cars. So Mm -hmm. like it could be on different levels. Flying cars, Jetson style. Kind of, except they were like uh, like um, it was like a sticks thing. But anyway, let's see what happens. I I feel Um, like it's multi-level garage style. You missed it. Go ahead. Okay, traffic. From above. From above. Mm. Tired of the sea of red lights and seemingly endless commutes? Well, now there's a way to skip the congestion and float through rush hour from above. We're trying to take them off the freeways and get them to fly to work. Float co-founder and pilot Rob McKinney says the service is designed to give Southern Californians an air shuttle option over and around the country's worst traffic. So this is a, basically it's a small plane company where you can go from any air, any regional airport to any other regional airport for like 30 bucks. Now, you still have to arrange transportation to that airport and you, I get, maybe you could Uber to Van Nuys and then uh, land in Santa Monica and Uber to work from there. But it would ultimately be a lot of work. It does, but it would ultimately be, I think, cheaper and faster probably than having to drive. Let's find out some more about it. 
float basically stands for fly over all traffic and so the idea is to real short haul to get people where they're sitting in traffic two to three hours a day put them on a flight that takes 15 to 25 minutes. The service will operate out of general aviation airports like Van Nuys, Fullerton and Corona. Our flight was from Brackettfield in Laverne to Santa Monica Airport. Wheels up to touchdown, just over 15 minutes. I mean, I think about every once in a while we do those uh, super commuter phone calls where mm-hmm. people call in and they tell us, you know, I live in the Valley, but I work in Irvine. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. just think, oh my God, what are you doing? You know, with the two hours each way. Something like this, don't you think it might be worth it? I'm just impressed with the fly over all traffic for float. That was so good. Yeah, that's it's real good. good. It's great that's real marketing. good. Yeah. No interest, it sounds like, from you guys. I don't think so. It's no. not for you. I'm not I'm not a casual flyer. Mm-mm. It's like it doesn't seem like something I'm just like, gotta back up traffic. Okay, going on the plane. Yeah. Like it does I it's a it's a big day for me to get on a plane. Absolutely. Yeah, and your- and you've got to still go through some level of security. I'm sure it's not as much at a Van Nuys airport, but still, mm-hmm. you still have to plan. It's too it's too and much. And I've seen the movie Alive too many times to think this works <laughs> out. I'm not right, eating little, my friends. Little more, right? It's a 20-minute flight, Jensen. Yeah. Nobody's eating anybody. Listen, I don't know. You don't know. The lost productivity for people just sitting in traffic on a daily basis is just almost incalculable. The time savings and just the stress and your productivity once you get to work is just going to be phenomenal. McKinney says they also hope to add a boost to smaller, underutilized airports across Southern California. The cost? Not too bad. It's only about 30 bucks each way. 30 bucks each way! All right. I, I, should, I, mean, I, I don't this. think you have us. I think I, I just think it's too big of a commitment for me to be like playing into work every day. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Well, for somebody out there, it may be something that'll work for them. And it's expected to uh, to be operational in fewer than six months. So if you're interested in that, keep your eye on it. Is the flight from uh, New Orleans available to L.A.? Um, I, I think these are much smaller planes and much smaller routes. Oh, I'm not interested then. Look, <laughs> I want my B9 around me all the time. Let's uh, talk about today's all-new Kevin Bean Show, shall we? You better think about what you're saying. You better think about the consequences of your action. I sure will. Hey, it's an all-new Cheers with Beer Mug. Muggs is already looking ahead toward uh, bikini season because mm-hmm. you know how good he looks in a bikini. Mm-hmm. And he goes to his favorite bar and talks to people about how they're going to get in shape for summer. Uh, also, get up on this, Jensen. Any hints? What are you going to be getting us up on today? Uh, new rock band. for uh, You've heard it once or twice on K-Rock through the great Cat Corbett, but... I'm going to try to get you a little more exposure. Okay. Fantastic. Brand new Internet Roundup on the program today. And today is a special edition of the Roundup because one of the videos, maybe the best video that we're going to feature this week, we're actually also going to talk to that person mm-hmm. who did the video. Yes. And you're going to love it. It's going to be your favorite thing you hear all day. Uh, also on the program today, Dr. Drew, because it's Thursday, we continue to give away not only tickets for the Captain Marvel K-Rock screening on Tuesday, but a super private special event. Captain Marvel rocks at a secret location. Performances by Bush and L7. You get to ask the cast questions. If you've ever wanted to talk to Samuel L. Jackson or Brie Larson or some of the other people in the movie, you'll have a chance to do that. So for Marvel heads, you do not want to miss that. That's coming up at the 7 o'clock hour today. Allie's got what's happening next on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Maybe I don't know as much about Instagram as a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And uh, when Ali was explaining it to me, um, Dave reminded me that I sounded like Bryant Gumbel in on the Today Show in 1994 trying to understand what the internet is. Yeah, it's, you guys, yes. it's, it's like, you guys remember that famous clip? Him and yeah. Katie Couric, yeah. Yep. Back now, 56 pass. I wasn't prepared to translate that as I was doing that little tease. Oh, that's that right. little mark with the A and then the ring around it. At... See, that's what I said. Mm-hmm. Um, Katie said she thought it was about. Yeah. Oh. But I'd never heard or it. Around. I'd never heard it about, said. About, I'd about, always about, seen around. the mark, but never yeah. heard it said. And then yeah. it sounded stupid when I said it. Violence at NBC. 
There it is. Violence at NBC GE com. I mean, well, what well, Allison should know. What, what do you is say internet about anyway? What is internet anyway, right? My favorite part is Allison would know. Let's ask Allison. Yes, <laughs> we, we all we... do know. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> all right. Allie is here with our first look at what's happening on a Thursday morning Kevin and Bean show. And then when we come back, we will find out that some of us on the show are not smart. Wow. Would that's, you say that's a reasonable tease? I mean, it's not even a tease. It's just a fact. It's but, just a fact. Okay. I have a feeling this what, is about me, but okay. What's going on, Allie? A little bit. So we all know that Daniel Craig is returning as 007 in the next James Bond film, Bond 25. But there's a lot of uh, casting decisions still to be made. And new reports indicate that casting is really heating up and the film's villain may have been found. Well, according to sources... DJ Jesse Jeff in the Fresh Prince. No. Oh, he'd be real good, though. It is Rami Malek. Oh, boy, is he having a moment. Yeah. Yeah. He is in final talks to play the villain. Apparently, they've been trying to get him for months. What a great next gig, though. Oh, I'm the villain in a Bond film. Yeah, when you win an Oscar, you could pretty much pick your next, you know, subject. Pretty much. His arch nemesis is a stage or teeth. Yeah. <laughs> a dentist. <laughs> uh, the release date for Bond 25 was recently pushed back, though. It was supposed to be uh, February 14th of next year, but it is now April 8th of 2020. Hey, who's the dude, Bean, who you love that's in Crazy Rich Asians? Uh, the kid? Henry Golding? Yeah, that's my new James Bond. Yeah. He'd be great. I, I said that when that movie came out. He'd I said he'd be perfect for it. I know. Um, Allie, I love that you have become our James Bond correspondent. Thank you Because so much. you are so deeply mm-hmm. entrenched in the series. I appreciate you noticing. Now, now that you've seen two of them. Yeah. I'll see more. I liked them. They were good. I don't they know why good. That's people, what we were trying to tell you. I don't know why people don't see them uh, as much <laughs> as they should. Yeah. What did I see? I saw Casino Royale. Uh, uh, the, the Daniel Craig one, The right? Daniel Craig one. And then I thought, well, I need to go way back, right? I yeah. need to watch one of the OGs. So I watched Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. Good choice. And it was amazing. Good choice. And I will say this. People that know me pretty well tell me that my favorite is going to be, uh, uh, is it Roger Moore? Yeah. He, he, is a, he, he is was a James, James Bond, Bond for yeah, like seven people, movies, yeah. People think that that is going to be my favorite guy. Hmm. I'm going to be a Roger Moorhead. Like he's that's great. That's your taste. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, he's terrific. Okay. I mean, pe- people love uh, Daniel Craig, man. Yeah. People I do. do. Too. He he's, was great. He's a top three-er. Yeah. Roger Moore was given some terrible scripts on a, some of those movies. You know, when he goes to space and things like that. <laughs> I think, little, and I think that's why weird. people think I'll like it, because it's kind of the janky, campiest one. <laughs> it is one. definitely the so, janky James Bond. Yeah, I'm kind of it. It is the closest to Ed Wood that James Bond ever <laughs> yes. got. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll go back. I'll watch oh. some more for you guys. Great. Thank you. Don't think I won't. I don't think I wasn't super excited to see this news that Ray Liotta is in negotiations to join the cast of The Many Saints of New York. That's the Sopranos prequel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, quite a right? stretch for Ray Liotta. Yeah. I mean, sure, good fellas. He's pretty much, you look at him and you're like, he has whacked a guy. Yeah, he doesn't, sure. he doesn't know he's acting. Oh. He thinks he's in a dock. Oh, man. But at least he's not smoking. Or like drinking some sort of weird uh, alcohol and telling us to drink it. Bean loves those commercials. Crazy. Really? Yeah, the, his face looks like a moon. It's like so. Oh. I don't even, I'm not even really making fun of him. I just, that's what it looks like. That's just bad, um, like, cystic acne scars. Yeah, it looks like he's made of leather. Oh, I will say this. Uh, I went to see a taping of Conan way back in the day, back when he was in New York. Mm-hmm. And I saw it was Ray Liotta and Maggie Gyllenhaal. And I'll never forget 
how nice Ray Liotta was, like in between the takes, just chit chatting with everybody. It's like he kills people and he's still so yeah. nice. It looks yeah. like he's seen some ass, you know what I mean? Oh, he has, yeah, for sure. Real. Probably just on the way to the studio. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You guys, a star is born won't go away. Yeah! Starting tomorrow, a star is born will return to theaters for one week. All right. With 12 minutes of additional footage. 12 minutes? That'll be 12 a good, minutes. Good 12 minute chunk. Among the extra scenes is an extended cut of Gaga's a cappella rendition of Shallow, as well as a clip of her and Bradley Cooper penning Having the song. Sex. Penning the song Clover. Go on. What's going on? Naked <laughs> and having sex. No, that's not in that. We're gonna we're gonna tackle that coming up too because she was on Kimmel last night. Oh, good. And she she talked about uh, how she got pregnant on stage at the Academy Awards. How we all did watching it. Jensen's now pregnant. Mm-hmm. You're pregnant. Everyone's pregnant to watch that. So yeah. she talked a little bit about that last night. So. We'll listen to that coming up in just a bit. What's going on? Well, for now, some birthdays. John Turturro, right? How great is he? He's great. The night of. Night of. Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski. Mm -hmm. Do the right thing. Every Coen Brother movie. Quiz show. Quiz show. Quiz show. I love it. That's tremendous. Uh, Comedian Gilbert Gottfried. God bless him. Oh, he is a riot. He is quite a character. Oh. Did you ever see the doc about his life? No. It's Joyful. I know he has a kid, right? And he's like he a great a, dad. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I think two kids, right? I don't remember, yeah. but his his off uh, stage life is nothing like you would expect. He's very bland and it's adorable. The yeah, way he's just he, a very yeah. quiet, sweet old man. Yeah, he's adorable. And uh, happy birthday to Allie Larder, Varsity Blues, Bridesmaids, Heroes, Final Destination, all good. all sorts of stuff. That's what's happening. This is the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. All right, you know we're just going to stir up the audience again by bringing in Hot Omar for Ugh, the segment. That's crazy. I'm out of my mind. <laughs> it's crazy. Are I, you as well? I can even I can yeah. sense the drool right. when you post on Instagram <laughs> just now. Too much. <laughs> we oh, had, yeah. we had Omar in to sing some songs yesterday for a contest, and our thirsty men and women listeners got a look at him on Instagram Live, and that's all we've been hearing about yes. is where you've been hiding Omar. You know what this mm-hmm. reminds me of? Remember Remember like about a year ago when suddenly Steve Carell became hot and people were like, what happened? How is Michael Scott from The Office now a sex symbol? Yeah, it's, all, it's the beard. That did it for him. But Same Omar, thing with Omar, though. But Omar, think, like people literally think that we don't bring him anywhere. He's <laughs> at every event. Yeah, well, how are you not seeing Omar? We don't keep That's him so in weird. a cage. He's yeah. out and about. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. All right. That's weird. Here's a, uh, from, a, uh, from Amanda on Twitter. Damn it, you made me look up DJ Omar Khan's photo and he is indeed hot. Omar, good God. <laughs> Wow. So that's, I mean, we're, we basically are going to have to start muting Omar's name or we won't see anything else. Yeah, the thirst, yeah. Is, <laughs> the thirst is very real. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the reason uh, Hot Omar, or Homar, as we're now calling him off air, is oh in studio with us, yeah. is we were having a discussion yesterday, and it turns out that many of us on the show, not Allie because she's a sensible, reasonable person, but oh. many of us on the show are fighting technology in some cases or convenience in other cases where we refuse to change our ways. We continue doing things the hard way when there's a much easier way to do it because we just can't stop. And Jensen, I think you may be the king of this. Why don't you walk us through some of the problems that you're having? We figured out that at banks, I seem to have a lot of issues, which is I have been banking just like everyone else since they're probably like late teens. Mm -hmm. And I... I won't stop doing the thing I did in the 80s, which is basically walk into the bank and deposit my check. I will not use an ATM 
to deposit any money. Like what? I like putting a check in or even putting cash in. None of the I've never done any of those things. So you go in and fill out a yes. deposit slip, give it to the lady or the and man. wait in line. By and the way, and wait in line. Yeah. No. Although most people are smart enough now to not go inside, so I, the lines are less. But Jensen, wait. You yeah. understand that ATMs are 20th century technology now. Now people just scan the check on their app and deposit it that way. You yeah. don't even have to go to the bank at all. It shows I didn't even think of that uh, when I was explaining <laughs> what I do. I, I've never, I don't even have the bank app. Like, I, I will always see it as like a brick and mortar. Like, I have to go in and talk to the teller and then get the receipt. I will never change. There's no world where I feel comfortable doing it. Interesting. Yeah. And what do you suppose that's about? Because obviously you're modern in many other ways. Very, yeah. I think there. I think that I'm so used to certain things that I can't see any, like, there's such a routine. Like, I don't yeah. see anything out of it. So it's not a fear that something will no, go wrong I mean, I if you put it into the ATM. It's possible, but that is not my problem. Okay. My problem is that I'm used to going in. It's almost like a clockwork for me. Do you have mm-hmm. a specific teller that no. you're like, yeah, I got Jenny. <laughs> no, but, okay. I, but, I, but, but I won't go, like, even if I need to deposit a check late or anything like that, I'll just wait till it opens the next day. What a okay. nerd. Do you what do, a bank nerd. Yeah. Will you do direct deposit? Um, I've... Th- I've only done that once. I, what I'm saying is your K-Rock paycheck, is the do you literally I've... pick up a paper no. check and take it to the bank? That is the first time I've direct deposited. Oh, You're how do you feel about it? Uh, it's fine. It's fine. It's not fine. No. You're so tense right now. It is fine. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, check in. Like, ah, I don't it's that I don't have any idea if I'm getting it. Right. Like, I don't get like an alert on my phone or I guess I could probably set up a deposit thing. But I mean, every once in a while, I'll be like, am I working for free? Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't see it. Right? No, I don't see it. So I don't know. Um, I think uh, I think direct deposit is pretty well established at this yeah. point. I think we know you're that good. it works. I yeah, have a routine, guys. I don't want to break okay. my routine. Okay. All right. How about you, Homer? Uh, yeah, I have something similar. Uh, it has to do with the bank is that uh, I get paid. Uh, one of my tenants uh, pays me via check. And uh, for the DJ business, a lot of times, you know, they'll pay me on uh, via check as well. And I cannot... Let me just stop you right there and say that I haven't written a check in <laughs> 10 years. The yeah. only people I ever see writing checks are super old people at the grocery store. That's it. No one uses yeah, checks. Yeah, look what happened to Jesse Smollett. Right? Yeah. That's why you shouldn't write yeah. checks, Omar. Yeah. All so, right, so you get a check. So I get a check, and um, I can't bring myself to use the little scan app on my phone. Mm-hmm. And I'm a pretty busy guy, so this would save me a tremendous amount of time just scanning the check, and then it'll show up in my bank account in a couple of days. Okay. Uh, I have to go to the ATM no matter what. So and you won't use it. the app at all. I won't use it. And I have used it. I used it once. And it worked. And it worked, and it was fine, and I hated it. Okay. I just, I just, I just felt weird about it and yeah. wrong about it. It's like uh, it felt a little. Uh, I was off like that week. Yeah. I just, it, it was, it was really bizarre. I have to go to the ATM, deposit it in the ATM, and I have no idea why. He's like the what? step above. me. I was going to say it's right. baby steps. Yeah, I'm looking no. at him right yeah, now. What yeah, is no. your problem with banks, guys? We're not on the, the but that's not, verge not, of the Great Depression I here. Think it's banks I are safe. See, <laughs> I see it as banking. There's a certain thing I do in banking, and yeah. none of these things you're talking about feel like banking to me. So I'm just used to doing this one thing, and that's how I bank. Okay, I need a ruling from you on this, Allie. Okay. You know my love for the post office. Yeah. I try to go to the post office a couple times a week. I love the post office. I like the smell of it. Mm-hmm. I like the feel of it. I like what you can do when you get there. Oh, Jeez. God. The post office are you going, dude? You don't want to post office business. That's what you know. No, it's not like that at all. Donna makes fun of me all the time because whenever she has a letter to go out or I do, she says, 
why don't you just put it in the mailbox? Because there's a guy who works for the post office who's coming to our house this afternoon. He can pick that letter up literally, and take it to the post office for you. Literally his job to come to <laughs> right. your house and collect that. Bean, I know we don't need any more similarities between us, but I have never left a letter ever. outside for the post would office. Would never oh in a million years do it. I would do that what? every week. No, I've in never In a million done. years, I would never do that. And let me take it one step further. She's like... Okay, if you won't leave it for the man whose job it is to come and pick up the mail, there's a mailbox 30 seconds from our house. Go to the mailbox and drop it in. Right. Mm-hmm. Is it a safety thing in your mailbox? You're afraid someone will take it? No. You just I love take the post it, office. I, I want to eliminate as many steps as possible okay. between my letter leaving my hand mm-hmm. And getting to the person that I'm mailing to. Well, how do you not just drive it to the person? (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it's in another country. Okay. Okay. But so there's, I'm I'm eliminating two potential downfalls for this letter because what happens if something goes wrong with Kenneth, my mailman? What happens if he drops (laughs) it or loses it or something like that? And then what happens if I take it to the mailbox on the corner and it doesn't get picked up? Or there's a, a bomb. You never know what's going to happen. Oh, poor also, Kenneth. No faith in him Kenneth. Him dropping Kenneth in there was right. great. Hey, what happens if I lose Kenneth? <laughs> <laughs> so at least if I take it to the post office, I know that it is, I've eliminated those early steps for danger. Mm-hmm. And it's one step closer to being delivered. You're insane. Is that also crazy? Yeah, absolutely. Are you working with a bunch of nut jobs, yes. Allie? Yes. It's routine. We all like routine. It's a very radio thing. Now, do you take it to the post office and you deposit it in the little slot in the post office, or do you wait in line and you give it to the uh, clerk there? No, I feel like it's slot? I feel like it's safe in the post office, so I don't okay. mind okay. dropping it into the slot okay. because okay. because that's away from the public. Nobody else can get to that except for the the hardworking, God loving Americans who work yeah. in the post office. Nothing oh, bad okay. has ever happened at a post office. <laughs> <laughs> It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Hey, Muggsy. Yo, how's it going? What's going on with you, my friend? You know, I'm ready for summer. I'm glad that, uh, <laughs> I'm glad that you said that because I feel like you've been working on the show for how long now, Beer Mug? I've been with Kevin and Bean for a good 12 years. Wow. Yeah. 12 years. And you guys know throughout the entire time, I've always been the guy on the show who represents Peak physical condition, yes. uh, perfect healthy living, yeah. exceptional body physique. Right. That I mean, is I've, why we're. That's why you're the guy we always ask to take his shirt off at various events. Exactly. Not many people know this, but I actually taught uh, Psycho Mike all that he knew when he used to oh, come in here mm, and do the Psycho Body. Exactly. Okay. He, he's an excellent student. Then I'll tell yes, you that he is. He's he's spreading my knowledge perfectly. Ew. So now that we are uh, a day away from March, you started thinking about uh, summer bod season. Yep, and I wanted to uh, go to my fantastic watering hole, which is O'Grady's in Granada Hills, and I wanted mm-hmm. to see if the people in there were taking their summer body seriously and what they were going to do to prepare their the, everything, their healthy living, eating, mm-hmm. in order to, to get ready to show off their bods at the beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that is this week's edition of Cheers with Beer Mug. Beer Mug, he wants to go where everybody knows his name. Yeah. Asking questions with no shame. What are you, what are you? <laughs> He's already drunk as a skunk, but people are glad he came. Oh! Beer Mug wants to go where everyone knows his name. Wow. Oh, <laughs> Alright, let's hear what the people had to say. We're spring right around the corner. Alex, tell me how you're going to get ready for... 
and looking great for to uh, take two. Okay, stop it. Oh, oh boy, I'm going to ask you to go back to the beginning of that so we can yeah. enjoy it all again. Hey, is uh, is beer part of uh, the formula for a great summer bod? For, uh, you know, it depends if it's light beer. I, I would assume it, it can be. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure light beer is just like healthy. Like, yeah. it's like it's like yeah. working out. Yeah, yeah. low <laughs> carbs. You know. All right, let's hear that. Uh, let's hear that start again, oh. shall we? With spring right around the corner, Alex, tell me how you're going to get ready for, and looking great for to uh, take two. Hold on. Sorry. Alex, tell me how you're going to get into your summer body shape. Oh, my summer barley. My barley. Uh, my summer bar, bar. Why the f*** do I keep saying summer barley? I think I'm rubbing off on you, Alex. Clearly, I'm excited for the summer ales because that summer barley is delicious. All right, and stop right there. I, uh, I mean, I don't know how I'm not wearing a hard hat. This is insane. <laughs> I, I do know this. I insist you and Alex do a podcast. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Was, that was, I, I can't live with only 30 seconds of this. Wow. I, need, I, I need two hours that's at a our, time. That's our generation's Frost Nixon. <laughs> that's right. Wow. And I just cut out drinking, I guess, till the weekends, you know, when I'm trying to lose weight. You have a very uh, good physique for a softball player. Hey, thanks. I haven't played softball in eight years. <laughs> I got kicked out of my softball league. Oh, I almost got kicked out of mine, too. I smoke weed and drink there now. My dad doesn't even get mad anymore. It's his team. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I drink, uh, drink uh, co- coconut water and tangerines. You drink tangerine Like, you just oh, straight no. up... Uh, coconut water I drink, but tangerines I peel. Apples, apples, apples. Sitting here at the bar drinking beer. Yep, that's how we work out. Cause I got high. Cause I got high. Cause I got high. I eat kale. Kale, just just kale. That's all you eat. Just kale. That gets boring, huh, Monty? It's good to see you again. This is twice in a row now. Okay, stop. Um, <laughs> Have you guys noticed in recent weeks mm-hmm. of Cheers with Beer uh, Mug? Uh, yeah. I, you know I was, what I'm going to say, I, don't honestly, you, Honestly, I've been thinking it the whole time as well. Yeah. You're drinking a lot more. I, th- I think I am. I, and I think it's just bringing out all the sorrow in my life. Do you? I mean, do you hear my voice? Well, I, it's well, it's uh, depressing. Is this turning into an yeah. intervention? <laughs> a little bit. A little, a little bit. bit. Getting rough. But, but I think there is... There is uh, some sunshine at the end of this uh, this rainbow. Where do you put the sunshine? Is it at the end of the tunnel? Where does it go? He can't even come up with the right metaphor. This is such a BS angle. <laughs> no, I'm serious. There is some good news on the horizon because I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but Monty is very much in love with Beer Mug. I think it's mutual. I think there's a bromance that we have seen just take off, and now it's, I mean, they're ready to bone. I think so. It's blossoming because in every interview, and I haven't heard this one yet, but in every interview, Monty says some variation of, ask me the question you really want to ask. (laughs) You've heard that before. You've heard that on multiple occasions. And what he's, what he, you know, what he's looking for there, right. Bugs, and you won't give you give these, you're giving him these BS questions when he wants you to ask him out, like a man. That's yeah. what he's waiting for here. Well, did I not pick up on his foot tapping? I, I've got no. much. Did you? Were you in the bathroom? Or? <laughs> <laughs> Were you in separate stalls? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's hear uh, Beer Bug and his boyfriend Monty now in Cheers with Beer Bug. It's good to see you again. This is twice in a row now. Wow, man, it's great to see you, my man. I didn't expect to see you twice, twice in a row coming here. The beer gods. It's the beer gods. The beer gods drag you here. While I have you here, what are you going to do, Monty, to get 
your body into the most pristine peak physical summer shape? I think that a miracle needs to happen. <laughs> oh. No, no, literally, a miracle needs to happen because how the hell am I going to let go of my drinking beer, man? I mean, come on, beer, Mike. Oh, dude, come on. Tell me the real question. You want to ask me, man? Yes. That is a real question. And I, and how am I going to do that, man? Break, dance. Like, it, there's no tomorrow, my friends, because it's one of the best cardiovascular exercises you'll ever get. And cheers, dilly dilly, and everything all together. Cheers, dilly dilly, and everything all together. Yeah! <laughs> who, knew, but, who knew Monty was a breakdancer? Yeah, no kidding, <laughs> right? Unreal. I love how interested Muggsy is in getting Monty's body tight before he goes in for it. Yeah! Oh. <laughs> Great job, Bugs. Thank you. He's already drunk as a skunk, but people are glad he came. Beer Mug wants to go where everyone knows his name. Oh, 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 wow. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. There are lots of ways to get in touch with the Kevin and Bean Show. You can always call the Afro line, which we don't probably mention often enough. Anytime, 24 hours a day, it's our voicemail message machine here at K-Rock at 323-520-AFRO. Allie, I checked that before I said it on the air. That's good. Just to make sure I got yeah. it right this time. Mm-hmm. How long have you been doing it? Uh, the Afro line? Yeah. Probably about, uh, it goes back to the Kimmel days, maybe 20 years okay. or so. So understandable how he forgets that number. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Number right. <laughs> Uh, we were, uh, you know, we always mock how we were the last uh, radio station of any size to get uh, the internet, uh-huh. to get a website going. And and that's true. We were also the last radio station, I think, in America to get an 800 number. Oh, cool. So back in the 90s, when Kevin and I used to do the show, RIP Kevin, we used to have to give all the different area codes. Mm-hmm. So it was a number for 714, a number for 818, a number for 310, uh-huh. if there was even a 310 back then. And a number for, you know, for all the different area codes. So we've come a long way is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And now we actually have voicemail. So then you guys just have to do carrier pigeons, all sorts of things. How long you guys been on air? It was a lot, you guys. All right. uh, Dr. Drew on the program later on today because it's Thursday. The other staple of a Thursday morning Kevin Bean show is this one time for Get Up On This. Hit it, Steve. Get up. Get on up. Everybody, uh, I'm very excited this week because we are always at a loss for new rock music. Mm-hmm. It is not necessarily the thing that's front and center right now. We saw at the Grammys that hip hop and pop are sort of take have taken the spotlight for sure. And there's a few people that are holding the torch, but I think with this one we have a real up and comer. And if you might know them, if you've heard Cat Carson's "Locals Only," she's played them a couple times. Who? Uh, did I say Cat Carson? Yep. Cat <laughs> Corbett. Cat Carson. <laughs> Shout out to my agent at CA, Cat Carson. <laughs> Uh, guys, get up on Wallows. W-A-L-L-O-W-S. Oh, I love this song. W-S. I love Wallows. They are the best. It is a Los Angeles-based band made up of three young members, Brayden LaMasters, Cole Preston, and Dylan Minette. Now, you might know Dylan because mm-hmm. he is the star of Netflix show 13 Reasons Why, which means if you go to his concerts, there will be a lot of teens there, so maybe avoid them. Uh, but still go to the show. They started together in high school but started releasing music as Wallows back in 2017. Uh, and as I said, they've been featured here on K-Rock before, but now they have a brand new album coming out March 
22nd, and it's time to get better acquainted with them. They are signed to Atlantic Records, but put out their EP. It was a debut in 2018, and now the full-length album is called Nothing Happens. It's right around the corner. I'm very excited. Now, they have a bit of an L.A. sound to them, mm-hmm. right? But at the same time, they sort of sound like a beach boys version of the strokes oh for sure is that a good way to put it okay they also seem to float their influences evenly between sort of an 80s new wave and a 90s grunge and i think kevin and bean listeners will very much dig them uh they'll be featured both weekends of coachella this year as well it's a big deal yeah and they're about to be taking a a headlining tour that stops here in la on may 24th at the fonda the first single from the new album is out now it's called are you bored yet it features the singer claro it's produced by Grammy winner John Congleton, who's best known for his music with St. Vincent, My Favorite's Future Islands, and The Walkman. Uh, It's great. Listen, this is the song. Are you bored yet? What's wrong? You've been asking, but I don't have an answer. How come? I'm still thinking, let's pretend to fall asleep now. When we get old, will we regret this? Too young to think about all that shit. Stalling only goes so far when you've got a head start Cause we can stay at home or watch the sunset But I get up from asking all you boy yet And if you're feeling lonely you should tell me Before this ends up as another memory yeah. Great song. Yeah. It's great. I like them great a lot. Song. They played on Jimmy Fallon a few weeks ago. You could see them live, which is good because a lot of these bands that uh, depend a lot on sort of the lo-fi uh, studio sound mm-hmm. can't perform live. Right. So it's sort of hidden, uh, Postal Service. Uh, but these guys are really good live. This uh-huh. is a great band to see. Uh, the also very cool part about them is uh, everything sounds so varied. It's very hard to pin down a signature sound for them, uh, which you can hear here, uh, hear in this song, Pictures of Girls, which was from their last EP. And if you're a podcast listener, you can go to their social media now on Sight and See because they're playing everywhere from Philadelphia to Austin, Texas to Germany and the UK. The album comes out March 22nd. It is very good. Get up on that. And once again, shout out to my agent, Kat Carson, CAA. If uh, Michael Jackson ultimately gets canceled, gets the R. Kelly treatment, and all of his songs are pulled off the radio, does that mean we can't play Smooth Criminal by Alien Ant Farm 2? Hope so. What? I mean, do, do we do, do they lose out because they covered a Michael Jackson song, or is it only songs that are performed by Michael Jackson that we wouldn't be playing? And then I'd have an issue with SWV, Human Nature. I mean, mm. we, we really, this this will oh. never end. It's very complicated. Somebody needs to make a ruling, because I don't know what's okay anymore. Hey, uh, Dave, the King of Mexico. Good morning. Before we get to the Internet Roundup, yeah. we want to open up the phones right now to you at 1-800-520-1067. We tried to give you a heads up throughout the morning that we were going to be doing this because we have an amazing prize. Not only do you get to come to the K-Rock Advanced screening of Marvel Studios' Captain Marvel at the AMC Burbank on Tuesday, but 
You also get to go to a super secret event on Monday morning where Brie Larson is going to be there. Samuel L. Jackson is going to be there. The bands Bush and L7 are going to be performing because this is the first Marvel uh, Universe movie that is set in the 1990s. So it all ties in. And you can be there and you can help interview the cast. This is an amazing opportunity for a Marvel superhead. Yeah. So we're yeah. looking. Is that appropriate use of superhead? <laughs> super, I don't know about I'd rather go super Marvel yeah. head. Okay, Super Marvel Head. Yeah. So we're looking for your fan songs right now. Anything MCU related. It can be about Captain Marvel herself or it can be about any of the other movies. It can be about your... Howard the Duck. Just Howard it the... can, <laughs> technically, yeah. Didn't Huey Lewis do a Howard the Duck song? You could I do, think so. You could do your own flip on it. Your uh, enthusiasm for the MCU is what we're looking for right now. We're looking for Marvel fan songs. Call right now at 1-800-520-1067, and you could win tickets to both events from the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. All right, roundup time. Hit it, Steve. Click that mouse and open your browser. Pull up your shirt and drop them trousers. We've got shots that need your viewing. Laugh so hard that you'll start spewing. Kevin and Bean's Roundup. Ali told you about it yesterday and what's happening, but one reason to go to the Internet Roundup uh, alone is to see Topher Grace's edit of all ten Star Wars movies in one five-minute clip. Yeah. It's, it's really pretty good. astonishing. It's like yeah. a trailer for the whole thing. You definitely have to check that out. Speaking of movies, Dave, yo, you're not uh, you're not playing Pokemon Go anymore, right? I am not, but okay. I, I think Mark Hoppus is the only one playing still, and I live <laughs> through him with Pokemon Go. Mm. But you still have unlimited enthusiasm for the Pikachu movie. Oh, <laughs> guys, I am more excited about Pikachu, uh, Detective Pikachu than maybe Avengers Endgame. What no. is wrong what are you with doing? you? Yeah. What are you doing? It's just because the trailers are so good. Oh, and we got freaking Deadpool as Pikachu. Well, we do. The movie is called Becoming Pikachu, by the way. Ryan Reynolds, who is hilarious in everything the he does. The video is called Becoming Pikachu. Is, the movie is okay, Detective gotcha. Pikachu. Yeah. Oh, too uh, much info for you to know already. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, as you know, is hilarious. And here he gives a behind-the-scenes look. And you'll hear a cameo from his wife, uh, Blake Lively, as well. But he gives a behind-the-scenes look on how invested he has gotten into this character. You know, I lived it. I breathed it. I became the character. I spent the, the entire year as Detective Pikachu. Now, as many of you know, uh, I vanish into my roles. You know, this is a funny anecdote. I was, uh, I was on my way to pick up my daughters from school when I heard that I got the role. Well, I didn't show up at school because Detective Pikachu, he doesn't know who those two little girls are. Who are they? They're our daughters. He just, he just <laughs> left them. He doesn't have a wife. No, he's a little yellow guy. There's a rhyme city in a in a briar patch or something. I immerse myself completely within the world of Pokemon. I read about him. I live at his height. I tried to lose 182 pounds to match his weight until doctors intervened. And the point is, my daughters, they may never see their dad again. But you can be damn sure that they're looking up at that big screen this summer and they're gonna see Detective Pikachu. <laughs> We're not going. Pika Pika. <laughs> That's just me. If the uh, movie is anywhere near as funny as that, I might actually go. That's I don't think, awesome. is it a comedy? It kind of is because, I mean, one, you got Ryan Reynolds, but then uh, 
Pikachu is just the most lovable creature in the Pokemon I universe. Feel like, I feel and, like we're being swerved with the marketing. Oof, I think so it's a weird. kid's movie, and we'll so all show weird. up waiting for the comedy. Oh. I don't know about you guys, but I love it when they mic up players or uh, coaches or officials or anybody at a sporting event. I think it's fascinating to hear what's being said on the field or on the ice or whatever, and that's what happens in this video. This guy uh, mic'd up his four-year-old <laughs> at a hockey game, and he had a lot of thoughts while he was out there on the ice. Is there money coming on? Yeah, does everyone want to go on? Why? Am I good scorer today? Oh, yeah, I am. Oh, yeah, you garbage, garbage. <laughs> oh, slaps. Yard. <laughs> I'm doing it. Let me go, you old pack can. Ow! My legs are hanging out. I want to go to McDonald's. <laughs> My legs are tired. I have a pee. Yay, I scored, Daddy. My legs are tired. Your legs are tired? We have one minute left. <laughs> Maybe after hockey, I'm going to go with Donald's after. My kind of kid, man. Keep your eyes on the prize. Oh, one of my favorite parts was he was trying to skate with this group, and he just goes, I'm not in this group. <laughs> oh, I love him so much. I'm ready, kid. I'm ready, man. <laughs> Jensen, I want you to set up this one. This is a very funny Green Book video. This is uh, a friend of the show and a friend of mine, Demi Ejiwebe, who is a genius. And it's unreal what he does. He is awesome. And I think we're talking to him later about it. Oh, nice. But basically, he takes movies that should never have theme songs. Like, remember how like Will Smith did Wild Wild West? Well, right. well, was and remember how like wait was that cool Modi? Well, originally, yeah. Then, oh. then it was covered and put a Stevie Wonder sample, and it was made for the. But the point is, Fresh Prince <laughs> made a lot of theme songs, Men in Black, even his own TV show. Sure. And he likes figuring out movies that should never have songs, but yet this like the movies referenced in the song, right? So he hates Green Book. Okay. When it, he has a video live that someone took of him when it won Best Picture, and he's screaming at the top of his lungs. <laughs> this is a song he created and pretended is at the end of the Green Book credits. And it's in the tune of Morrissey. That's all you need to know. I've lived a normal life for 30-something years And hated on the blacks until today <laughs> I saw two black construction workers drink from water glasses So I threw the glasses both away But then a Negro man paid me for a job To drive him through the South and to protect him and that's how all my prejudices change. Thanks to the green book, oh, perspective was the key. I simply had to meet some people more racist than me. The green book, oh, the green book led the way. So good. It's that's, literally what the whole movie is about. It's uh, what he does. For a second, when I saw this video, I thought, that's really the end credits? Yeah. I mean, he, he, <laughs> fool, he fools people. He also creates a video to go along with it where yeah. it looks like it's, it's yeah. perfect. It looks yeah. exactly like yeah. it's in the movie. Yeah. So he has fooled numerous people with these things. <laughs> I will uh, never forget the first thing I ever saw by him was him doing a rap as Lando Calrissian, yeah. as Childish Gambino. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we all thought it was like the most banging Childish Gambino new song. No, yeah, it was him. Right. He's, uh, he's a writer on Corden and a genius. Amazing. And we're talking to him later. Excellent. Very exciting. Next hour, we'll have him on. Uh, one more. Uh, we played this uh, very early in the morning one day, a few days ago, and I wanted to give the later audience an opportunity to hear it because this is a once-in-a-lifetime event, perhaps. Where there's an eagle and an osprey. <laughs> 
who are engaged in a battle in the air above a college softball game. If I remember correctly, it was Jacksonville University versus Jacksonville State. And the game has to stop because this fish falls onto the field. And I got to give it up for this play-by-play guy, man. He did not let him stop. It didn't stop him at all. He just uh, he provided all the commentary we needed. Uh, it's an osprey out there that just dropped a fish out in shallow right field. And now a bald eagle has entered the scene and everything has come to a halt. The eagle comes in, chases the osprey away, makes him drop the fish, and now the eagle is swore. Oh, Connor Stevens is going out into shallow right. Is he going to go try and get the fish before the eagle gets it? The eagle circling overhead. Stevens has the fish wrapped up in a towel, and he makes his way back over to the home dugout. That's that's great reporting right there, by the way. I mean, he's a that's the new Vin Scully to me. Yeah, he's but what, fantastic. What was going on in the game, though? Who cares? The game was halted. <laughs> it had an, to be. It's an animal well, fight. This has been a Kevin and Bean Internet Roundup. Kevin and Bean Internet Roundup. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. All right, you guys ready? Yes. No. No. Let me know when you're ready. I'm okay. ready. I'm not. It has to be not all yet? of us. Okay. As, as you saw in my contract, we all have to be ready. Okay. <laughs> all right, I'm ready. Okay, now you are. Yeah. Does this uh, get your blood flowing when you start to hear battle rapping going on with people calling in in a competition like this on the phones to win a prize? Uh, no, not in this case. Uh, I feel like we're going to be, we have rooted in the past for the worst because mm-hmm. it's so good, bad. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm hoping for good this time. Hoping yeah. just straight okay. good. We're looking for your Marvel fan songs right now. We've been telling you about the event all day long. Now's the payoff. Now we give you a pair of passes to the K-Rock Advanced screening of Marvel Studios' Captain Marvel to the AMC Burbank on March 5th. It opens everywhere on March 8th. And don't tell me you won't see it because it looks awesome. Plus a pair of tickets to a super secret Captain Marvel Rocks event at a secret location Monday morning. Uh, Brie Larson will be there. Samuel L. Jackson will be there. Performances by Bush and L7. Why? Because the movie is the first in the Marvel Universe set in the 90s. Yeah, specifically 1995. Oh. Yeah. Good year for Bush and for L7. Let's uh, do some Marvel fan songs. Hit it, Steve. Marvel fan songs. Marvel fan songs. Marvel fan songs is on the MCU. Marvel fan songs. Marvel fan songs. Marvel fan songs is on superheroes. Marvel fan songs. Marvel fan songs. Marvel fan songs is on Captain Marvel rocks. Thank you, Hot Omar. Yeah. Hey, um, how, let's just make let's just sweeten the, the pot a little bit mm-hmm. here. Uh, our friend Clark Gregg just tweeted at us. Hey, guess who else is going to be there? Ah, so he Clark also Gregg. will be part of the Marvel Captain Marvel Rocks event. I love it. All right, Marvel fan songs. Why don't we start with line one? This is going to be Art in Ontario. Art, good morning. Welcome to the Kevin and Bean Show. How are you, my friend? Oh. Hello. <laughs> He's in. You already get points for that. What are you going to be performing for us here? I will be singing a parody from the 1990 song uh, from Depeche Mode, uh, Enjoy the Silence. Oh, I love the right. layers of this. He's right. doing a 90s song even. Yeah. All right. The mic's all yours. All right. Won't you pick me to see the movie Marvel Studios, Captain Marvel. I've been waiting and debating if I call in, will I ever win to see Brie Larson and Samuel Jackson on the big screen? 
Words are very necessary to convince Kevin and Bean. All right, you can stop right there, Art. I think we are unanimous, oh. and you are very welcome at that event. I loved it. Congratulations. Thanks. That was that was fantastic. That's how it's done, you guys. Yeah, That's well done, done, Art. All right, let's try uh, Chris Anaheim up next, line two on the Kevin and Bean Show. Chris, no pressure, but Art was about uh, as close to perfect as one could get in a competition like this. I'll try to take him down. My song's about Thanos, and I'm going to do it to the tune of uh, In the End by Linkin Park, which I think was a 90s song. That sounds fantastic. Looking forward to hearing it. Go ahead. All right. Thanos is a big purple guy. It doesn't even matter how hard you try (laughs) to keep all the stones away from this guy. He will take them from you and dust your friends. He has a big grizzly chin. Try to touch his gauntlet and he'll put your face in. He was also a goonie, so don't mess with him. The Avengers tried and half of them died and got beat down. In the end, half of them are particle matter. Chris, outstanding work, my friend. Have fun Monday morning. Have fun Tuesday night. You are in. in. This is too good. This is is normally not what we get. songs. You said you were hoping for good ones. You got good ones. Hey, All right. Let's hits. keep it going. Let's go to Allen, line three, San Bernardino. Ooh, I don't know how I feel about the 909. I will give it a try. Allen, you ready? Yeah, I am ready. What are you going to do for us? I'm going to be doing a Captain Marvel theme song in the vein of a 90s cartoon theme. Mm. Oh, mm. that sounds intriguing. All right, let's hear it. All right, here we go. Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel. She's a superhuman aircraft pilot. Who suffers from amnesia with the help of Nick Fury? She's out to save the mother effing world. <laughs> Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel, <laughs> Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah. I say yes. I say wave thumbs up. I, I, I also will. Wave uh, thumbs up. I love you people. Really good. All right, Devorah. She's our first lady battle rapper. She's in Whittier. She's on line four. We're playing for two events now. You get to see the movie on Tuesday night ahead of an opening on Friday, and you get to come to the super secret event Monday morning with the cast. Devorah, what are you going to be doing for us? I'm going to do TikTok, You Don't Stop, I'm Going to Sex You Up uh, to Marvel Comics. All right, a little bit of a curveball, but we're excited to hear it. Good luck. TikTok, You Don't Stop. Ooh, is very hot, and I want to sex him up, but if I think about it, Captain America's really cute. This is just a this is just a thirsty horny song. Um, I feel that I feel there's a, a tiny letdown in enthusiasm and quality from the previous callers. Am I am I reading this incorrectly? I, I am. I'm not in. Ball. I'm not in. I'm out. Allie, what do you think? I don't think there was enough MCU. Although, uh, let's be honest, Captain Marvel is hot, and I think all of us would sex him up. Well, let's put Devora on hold because okay. we don't know what is ahead of us, and we want to get five winners all together. So sure. Devora is definitely still in the running. Let's try Matt. He's in Simi Valley. He's up next, line five. Hey, Matt. Hey, how's it going? MCU fan song. What do you have for us? So I've got the Spider-Man theme for his current state before okay. going into the movie. Okay. Sounds great. All right. Spider dust, spider dust. Tony Stark has lost his trust. 
Can he swing from a web? Probably not, because he is dead. Come on, it's the spider dust. It's great. Do you, I mean, you want to sex anyone up, though? That was great. Um, you had me at spider dust, yeah, my let's friend. Move Thank on. you, Matt. I All right, you are moving so on. so good. That was awesome. All right, let's try uh, Kyle Sandemus. Uh, this is our fifth and final pair of tickets. Let's see if it's going to be Kyle or we're going to go back to DeVore and give her the tickets. Kyle, it's yours to lose. Hey, everybody. What do you got for us? Um, it's like um, it's it's like a like a Morrissey song. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's okay. She's Captain Marvel. She is more powerful than you. She's Captain Marvel. She's got a buddy named Marvel. Yes, that's his real name. They are the Cree. They fight the scrolls, just like in Green Book. <laughs> Congratulations, Devorah. I think it goes to Devorah. All right, Devorah, you're going along with Art and Chris and Alan and Matt. Have a great time. Captain Marvel Rock, super secret event Monday morning, and you get to see the movie on Tuesday Devorah night. It opens everywhere on Friday. Just this not bad been, enough. This has been Marvel Fan Songs. Marvel Fan Songs. Marvel Fan Songs. Marvel Fan Songs is on. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. And now, a moment with Bean. I love seasonal items. Mm -hmm. I love it when Starbucks uh, does their, um, what's their uh, deal that they do at Christmas time? You know when they come out with that? That's special. That's special. What? Co- what is it? Coffee, the blended, the thing. That, that's a, the, come pumpkin spice. Hey. Yes, the, I love the pumpkin spice. That was a moment with me. So good. Look, we, we've all been there, right? Oh, it's Absolutely. become, it's great how quick it's become second nature for me to not say a word. <laughs> it was so hard for me for yeah. about a year and a half because yeah. I, I want to help you. I don't want you to struggle. And nice Kevin person. would get so mad. Nah, not yeah. for me. I like it. <laughs> you enjoy it. You it's enjoy very easy this. for Jensen. Very easy. Uh, go ahead. Uh, if somebody's drowning, Jensen, go ahead and throw them a life raft. That's nah, what I'm saying. I'm going to pee on them. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It is uh, time for another look at what's happening here on a Thursday morning Kevin and Bean show. Allie, that's you. You have this breaking news that I'm seeing? It's very sad. No. Luke Perry had a stroke. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah. After all this 90210 news this week, yeah. too. Yeah. Wow, TMZ's that's reporting. Luke Perry suffers massive stroke. Currently, oh, gosh. Currently hospitalized. That He's is not He's good. a dad on Riverdale, too. Yes, currently. he is. Yeah. Oh. That's, a, that's a real shame. I'm sorry to hear that. Me, too. Well, way to take all the fun out of Allie's segment. Yeah. I was going to tell you how cool Disney villains are. About to take the spotlight. Hmm. It's pretty cool, though. The company just announced a series based on the Book of Enchantment book series, which centers around iconic Disney villains like the Beast and Ursula, the Witch from Snow White. The new show is set to debut on the company's streaming service, Disney Plus, after it launches later this year. And, of course, they're going to have, you know, the Marvel shows on there, multiple live-action Star Wars scripted series, High Fidelity. They're going to have a high school musical spinoff. I remember when I said, there's no way I'm getting, like, extra streaming yeah. services. And then I found out about Disney Plus, and I was like, except Disney Plus. And I'm on that for CBS, too, because of Twilight Zone. The All Access. I know. Yes. Ha- this is what's see- happening. We keep saying. It's That's insane. It. I already get Netflix. I already get Hulu. I'm not going to get something else. And then you realize you have to. Yeah. And we're, gonna, we're ending up paying more than we used to pay for cable or satellite. Yeah. Right? Yep. That's how they do it. They F you at the drive-thru. That's get what you, I always get heard. Get you good. Mm-hmm. Is that an adventures and babysitting quote that I just did? Yep. It's real concerning, you guys. Real concerning. Hey, not sure if you saw the post from Dan Reynolds, the lead singer of, of course, one of uh, the most iconic bands of our time here. 
Imagine Dragons. We I have had, not, but I, I love Dan a lot. We all love Dan. And I don't know if you remember being a couple uh, weenie roasts ago where they were performing, and he got really emotional on stage talking about social media and bullying and mm-hmm. how it's just gotten so out of control. And he, he got choked up, and it was it was this moment watching him when I was like, do people now see like how it affects people? He's a rock star on a stage with multi, like so many hits, and he still gets upset by stuff like that. Well, yesterday he posted... Not about people on social media, not about strangers, but about his own colleagues, people in his own line of work, other bands that have been saying stuff about his band. And it's a very long post, so I'll just tell you a little bit about it. He said, For a decade now, I've dealt with critics and other bands saying extremely harsh things about my band. Not what I would call fair criticism, which I always try my best to receive and learn from, but actual clickbait horse S. Words filled with vile and hate, meaning to feed humanity's need to laugh at each other's imperfections and fails. And he said he stood silent for a lot of years. It's added to the depression that he's dealt with since he was a kid. And he said it's not the feelings that he's taking in. It's other people. He said, how could it possibly make a kid feel not cool listening to Imagine Dragons? He's He just hates the thought of some kid getting like bullied for liking his band. He then goes on um, into another page of... of the feed and he said I've gotten over the fact that guys in other bands the 1975 Foster the People Smashing Pumpkins Slipknot etc feel a need to talk badly about my band for whatever reason I don't feel anger towards them actually just more of a sadness that this industry embraces even celebrates this mentality I wish it felt like a place where artists stood by each other and supported one another regardless of our different tastes and voices he's not wrong and how happy is Nickelback right now? Yeah. If they're not the punching bag of the moment. Well, Pass that blame. And that was that was Slipknot's whole point, that Imagine Dragons has taken off, you know, any heat on Nickelback, and they've become the punching bag, essentially. I mean, I, I have mixed feelings about this. First of all, I feel terrible for Dan because I genuinely think he is a really, really nice guy. And really is just out there trying to make art and entertain people. He absolutely does not deserve this. Right. And the reason I say I have mixed feelings about it is because I feel like I am certainly guilty of crapping on bands that I think are terrible. And that's probably not a cool thing to do. I I think the attitude maybe if the takeaway, if, if I'm understanding the takeaway is, is it's okay for you to like something and somebody else to like something else? There's no real need to denigrate it. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, as someone who finds it funny when someone has a creative take on making fun of something or myself, if someone makes fun of me and it's actually creative and good, I'll go, mm-hmm. ah, you deserve that. But if it's just people being terrible, yeah, it's just being terrible. I think there's a large difference in that. And yeah. I think... And I hate the suggestion that is in the words that he wrote that there are kids who are Imagine Dragon fans who are being made fun of because yeah. they like oh, that yeah, band. That's, yeah. that's, that's crappy. And... And, you know, it's it's one thing to say you don't like a band. It's another thing in interviews to talk smack about a band. Yeah. Like, foster the people. What? What? Why? What yeah. are you doing? It is, yeah. I mean, you're saying, like, they're going out of their way to do it. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, it's hard to be in a band. It's hard to write music. It's hard to perform. It's hard to create. And maybe another artist should have some sympathy for that. And you, you never... Uh, 
you never punch up like that when you're maybe these other bands. Like, what? It just makes you look so petty because Foster, or not Foster, the people, um, Imagine Dragons is selling out all over the place. Yeah, They've got yeah, hit after than hit any of after people hit. You mean like the Warriors don't make fun of like the Phoenix Suns? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. If I knew what that was in regards to, I would totally <laughs> agree. Are the Fair. Suns bad? They're bad. What about Barkley? Isn't he good, though? It's been about 15 years Has since it? he's played. Okay, yeah. sure. I'll look into that. Yeah. It's just, it's such a bummer, though, that it that it would happen to one of the just kindest, nicest guys whose whole thing is to make people feel included and inclusive for him to be the one speaking out about this. It's just yeah. a bummer. Trolls will be trolls, baby. I agree. That Aw- is true. Awful humans. And I know this isn't the point, but there's definitely one of the bands that I mentioned that shouldn't be talking about anyone. You know what I'm saying? Is this you throwing shade at another band? That's what I'm doing. I said, I know this isn't the point and it's the wrong thing to do, but come on! All right, guys. You want to talk about some birthdays? Mm-hmm. Sure. Allie Larder, Gilbert Gottfried, John Turturro. And that's what's happening. The Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. I knew I recognized Demi's name here. Mm-hmm. Ad, 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 Demi Adjuibe. Right. My apologies. I wish I did better with that. He was a get up on this guest a while back, right, Jensen? He was. We had him in for his podcast, Punch Up the Jam, where he takes songs that he thinks need a little bit of a change, even though no one's asking for those changes other than him and his co-host, Meow. But they basically make these songs better in their eyes. Like, for example, Little Drummer Boy for the Christmas song, they realize there's really no drumming in it, so they've put mm-hmm. a two-minute drum solo in the middle. That's what That's he what should. Needed. Yeah. Things like that. But they, he's so funny. He's one of the Internet's cr- most creative minds. And he's, well, we were it, talking about yeah. the Lando rap earlier which was just amazing yeah you guys remember when he was on and he started talking and you could just see it cross my face and all of a sudden i jumped up i'm like you're one of the gilmore guys yes he used to have a podcast called gilmore guys where they went through every single episode of gilmore girls yeah and they ended up selling out like a 1500 seater because it was an amazing podcast great but now he's in the news i think i think ali's in love i love him so much that's right he's back in the viral news and we're going to talk to him about why all right, let's bring him up. Uh, Demi, welcome back to the Kevin Amin Show, my friend. How are you? I'm great. It was so uh, great just listening to you guys listing my credits, being like, ah, oh, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> He's now a writer on the James Corden Show as well. Nice. Wow, fun. All right. But what we're talking about is something he just does on his own. <laughs> yes. we. Uh, this week's uh, Kevin Amin Internet Roundup, we featured your Green Book video. And for folks who haven't had a chance to go to krock.com yet and see it, explain, well, first of all, explain your history with Green Book because you had strong feelings about this movie well before it won the Oscar for Best Picture. I did. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the film. I think that it's just like, I don't know, it feels like every few years there's a movie where it's just kind of like the theme is, oh, man, it's crazy how, you know, racism's bad, but all we need to do is just have people talk about it, and it's fixed, and it was just like a very, it feels like a lifetime movie, and that it doesn't really tackle the subject in a heavy way, but everyone seems to love it, and it's just like pretty boilerplate, and people are just falling over themselves to be like, it's a pretty nice film, but it doesn't really do anything, and I just felt like when it got nominated for all these Oscars, I was like, why? It's not anything special. I don't really like this movie. It feels like the messages in it are just, like, very... It's like they don't delve into anything very deeply. And then when it did get nominated, I was like... And we've seen it before. Yeah, and we've seen this plot many times before. And I think what was frustrating for a lot of us on Sunday night was there were some real breakthrough movies that were different from anything we'd seen before, like Black Panther, like Roma, that seemed like would have been far more deserving than Green Book. Absolutely. I was excited for Roma to win, and then I was genuinely shocked when it went to Green Book. Uh, 
And so Debbie, I just kind of like, yeah. What did you do about it? <laughs> I uh, wrote a song in the style of Morrissey, uh, pretending that, that there was a credit song for Green Book that Morrissey performed. It was just me, like, sort of joking about what the plot was and saying that he was pretending to be like, oh, I'm no longer racist and everything's fixed. We cure racism. Uh, I'm Morrissey. And, yeah. <laughs> All right. We are going to play as much as we have time for here of Debbie's song. So in the style of Morrissey, Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Green Book, this is what the movie's about, and I think it'll it'll kind of amplify what Debbie's complaints are about the plot of the film. Check it out. I've lived a normal life for 30-something years And hated on the blacks until today I saw two black construction workers drink from water glasses So I threw the glasses both away But then a Negro man paid me for a job to drive him through the south and to protect him and that's how all my prejudices change thanks to the green book oh perspective was the key i simply had to meet some people more racist than me with the green book oh the green book led the way there's nothing wrong with being proud of who you are for me that's born and bred Italiano But don't forget that other people have their values too Like did you know that blacks can play piano? The Green Book's a collection of the places to avoid If you are black and you are traveling in the south But if you were to ask me I would stand and proudly say The real Green Book's the racism we cured along the way God bless the Green Book Racism's easy to defeat Just drive a black across the south And force him to eat KFC The Green Book You can be sure that in the end My tolerance will spread to all my family and my friends Somehow the Green Book I'm now a better man I used to hate the blacks But now consider me a fan Thanks to the Green Book Oh, the Green We can be friends. I'm no longer racist. We can be friends. I'm no longer racist. So now we are friends. I stopped being racist. And now the black man is my friend. Problem solved. Ah, bless right you. there. Oh, we, did yes, we did it. We did it. Indeed. So you put this up, and of course your videos have gone viral before you're used to it, but uh, this one just took took off like crazy. Did you get a lot of comments on your YouTube page? Yeah. Uh, there were a lot of people who were just kind of like, wait, is this really part of the movie? And I, I wanted to be like, oh... Oh, no, of course it's not. But I think the fact that some people thought it might be was a little disconcerting as to uh, how the movie kind of dealt with that. And everything I said in the, in the song was exactly what happened in the movie. So I was like, I don't blame you. But, yeah. <laughs> and I love how you shot it where it's like you're watching the DVD or you're watching a screener of it and it's the actual movie. And it just gets to the yeah. point where the song would come in and it looked real. <laughs> I mean, that's my favorite thing about doing these. It's more ridiculous that there was actually a KFC scene in Green Book Indeed. than anything that right. happened in film yeah. last year. Yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations, Debbie. I'm so glad you came on to talk about it. We just wanted to kind of applaud you publicly and make sure people don't miss this video because it really is one of the funniest things on the internet right now. So thanks for your time, sir. Well, thank you.
You can uh, follow uh, Demi on uh, Twitter, by the way, at Electro Lemon. And the website, you want to you want to attempt that, Jensen? Uh, the the website, Demi at Jawebe.be. Is that something we send people to, Demi? Uh, sure. It's I mean, it's just my name, but with the B-E at the oh, end. Oh, boy. Is the dot here, B- yeah. Here we go. It's, D-E-M-I. Yeah, I'll try it. D-E-M-I-A-D-E-J-U-Y-I-G dot B-E. <laughs> what? Now that we've yep. solved racism, let's solve your last name, Demi, shall we? Kevin and Bean on K-Rock K-R-O-Q We always look forward to our weekly visit with our good friend Dr. Drew Pinsky I don't even think he's a doctor I think we pretty much established that he is a doctor And uh, Dr. Drew, first of all, welcome to the show How are you, sir? Uh, It's always a pleasure, I'm good Second of all, um, Jensen knew Brody Stevens pretty well You run in a circle with lots of comedians in your various Mm. uh, podcast endeavors Had you run across Brody at all? I have, quite a bit it would be good. it would be impossible if you're around LA and like comedy to not have run into Brody. Yeah, good good dude. Well, people would come to me with concerns about Brody for a long period of time. I think one of it was even we, there was something I got on a podcast once they stuck me in to try to confront him about his denial and his lack of willingness to follow medical direction and this kind of stuff because mm-hmm. his bipolar one disorder was severe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he would get on these manic states, and in manias, people lose their insight, they lose their willingness to, they feel inflated, they feel like, great, and then it flips into psychosis. And, well, for, and that doesn't feel so good anymore. For folks who don't know Brody Stevens, it was a very sad loss to the uh, L.A. comedy community. He uh, took his own life earlier this week at just 48 years old. And one of the things that Allie pointed out, because she followed him on social media, was what? That last Periscope you saw from him, Allie, that uh, yeah, really he, raised some eyebrows for you. He would always do Periscopes, and he would walk, and people would just write things into him. And he's always been very open about his struggles. But in this last one, he talked about how he was off of medication for quite some time, and he just had gotten back on Lexapro, what wound up just being four days prior to when he killed himself. And I was wondering, he said, you know, trying to level out, I'm trying to get things, yeah. you know, back to normal. He was asking people who were watching, too, is this normal? Is yeah. it normal? Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on it? That type of thing. And I thought, my God. How how long does it take once you are off medication and you get back on to even level out? It, are you ever really leveled out at that point? And or is it, a, is it a case of constant adjustments the entire run? That yeah. You have with it, any it, it's on? like a brittle diabetic. It, okay. it, think about it that way. It, it's a very delicate biology. And, and I, I'm glad we're having this conversation because, uh, unfortunately, when there's a suicide, people fall into these patterns of discussion about depression and the issue of bipolar disorder gets sort of left out. Mm-hmm. And bipolar disorder is very common. There's two types, bipolar 1 bipolar 2. Bipolar 2, very common, but it's not as severe and dangerous as bipolar 1, where people have true manic episodes. And one of the little-kept secrets about bipolar 1 is bipolar patients, bipolar 1 patients, are significantly more likely to kill themselves when they are manic than when they are depressed. Mm. So one of the concerns about Brody is, did that Lexapro throw him into a mania and he impulsively did something? That would be one possibility. The other issue I had heard, he was started on Lamotrigine or Lamictal, which is exactly the medicine he should have been on and the kinds of medicine he always resisted getting on. That medicine takes months to get to proper therapeutic levels. So that's my concern, was it was too little too late. 
the uh, a tiny dose of Lexapro just throws a floor under the depression. But what he really needed was a mood stabilizer, which he'd finally gotten to. I don't know his history to know whether he'd been on stuff before. I know he'd always resisted that. When you have patients, doctor, and it is clear to you that they need antidepressants, how, I mean, are you just guessing? Are you just throwing whatever against the wall to see what works? No, no more so than when you look at a pneumonia and you don't have cultures and you just look at the features clinically and you make a choice for the antibiotic, most likely to cover the syndrome associated with the bacterias, most likely to cause that particular pneumonia, let's say, or that skin infection. We don't have objective data very often when we start treatment. And with psychiatry, there's little objective data that they can collect other than the mental status examination and then the judgment built on clinical experience. I don't, I try not to prescribe psychotropic medication. I mean, when I, I always had an interest in mental health and when I was a resident, I started moonlighting in a psychiatric hospital. I ended up spending the next 35 years working in that psychiatric hospital. And I, I thought I understood psychiatry I recognized within a few months of arriving at that hospital, I did not. Uh, And after 30 years there, I still always have a psychiatric colleague consult if we're going to use psychotropic medication because they have the experience to, to really parse out what someone's unique biology is and therefore what the biological intervention is likely to be most effective without dangerous side effects. And unfortunately, the, the predominant prescribers in our country are primary care doctors, and they don't have any, they really don't have any training in this area. It drives me crazy. Uh, I mean, I, as someone, again, spent 30 years in a psych hospital, I know a bit yeah. about psychiatry, and I know I should not be prescribing without a psychiatrist. Drew, you brought up mania, and I have a question, because I watched that periscope, and Brody, you know, we, we consider manic to be something we would notice immediately, but yet in that video, he's so calm, and he just seems actually... A little a down version. He just of, seemed bummed. He seemed a, a little bummed. Version of him. I, and it's so funny because I, I think people don't understand the term manic in that way because he killed himself uh, about an hour or two later. Like, uh, what yeah. is it? What is it that you're looking for in those kind of cases for a friend who just changed medication? In terms of flipping towards mania, yeah. I, I mean, it depends on the kind of bipolar. I mean, some people it's very hard to tell. Mm-hmm. They can have mixed states where they look depressed and manic at the same time. But but fundamentally, if their speech speeds up, if their if their thoughts are sort of rapid and inflated, uh, one of the characteristic statements I hear bipolar patients say when I know they're flipping into mania, they'll go, "I figured it out." They'll just they'll just announce, "I figured it out." It's this sense of all knowing, all being, and uh, and then they can start to get very agitated and irritable, and uh, you know start saying things that don't make sense and thoughts don't connect, and then they can really get it, get wild. Okay. After that. Here's my final question, because, you know, we live in the age of antidepressants. Half the people I know, half the people in this room are on antidepressants. Is this one of those things that has now become overprescribed by doctors? Do as many of us need this as we feel we do? Very challenging question. I, I, I think two, two things jump out at me when you ask that question. One is I'm betting a primary care doctor is prescribing most of these antidepressants you're talking about, and that bothers me. You need a expert opinion about what you're doing, and that should be a psychiatrist, not an internist or a family practitioner, number one. Number two, we are way over pharmacological, whatever word you want to use. We use pills too much. Uh Way, way, way. We have lost track of the concept of ordinary misery. (laughs) Ordinary misery. Life kind of sucks sometimes. And guess what? When you learn how to grit through that and to navigate it and find your way out, you learn something and you grow. I've been nailing that. 
that? I've been nailing that. A misery? I yes. think of you when I make that statement. Thank you, Drew. When you think misery, think Ali McKay. So what you're saying is we've 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 lost the uh, the incentive, maybe the effort to try to just cope with bad things, and we just try to cover up those feelings. Well, with I'm not sure it's that simple. I, I I let me just tell you a quick, very quick story. Is I was raised by a family practitioner, a physician, my dad. He always, always beat into me that medications were dangerous. Medications were dangerous. I remember the first time I took an antibiotic, I was 15, and he goes like, okay, here we go. Who knows where this is going to go? This stuff's dangerous. And, I, and I've always had a dramatic respect for pharmacology. It's to be used only when the risks are really worth it. And we have become sort of uh, sort of a... Uh, conditioned to the idea that pills help make life better or going to solve all our problems. No, that's not the case. They are when you have a medical illness for which the risk is worth it. And it should be dealt with accordingly. You see consultants. You manage carefully. You get off the medicines as soon as you can. And that's it. Don't look to medicines as the solution to everything. Now, having said that, bipolar 1 is a genetic disorder for which the medicines are key in survival and stability. And so part of the problem there is people get into denial and lack of insight. And unfortunately, we can't do anything when the symptoms of the condition prevent us from treating them. As always, Dr. Drew has tremendous insight, and that's why we invite him on every week. You can go to drdrew.com for all the podcasts, including the Dr. Drew podcast, Adam and Dr. Drew, Swole Patrol with Mike Catherwood, and the new red-hot Dr. Drew After Dark with Tom Segura, which people are just loving, Doc. Yeah, they love that one. It's, it's a, sort of a love line reboot, they're saying. Also, Dr. Drew Midday Live, Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on 790 KABC. And don't forget, you can download the Heal app in the App Store or Google Play to see a doctor now in the comfort of your own home. Good talk, Doc. Thanks for jumping okay. on. Bye. Bye-bye. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Q. Hey, uh, Allie, mm-hmm. it's hey. Time for what's happening. So what's happening? Well, I'm about to play some new Morrissey for you guys. Yeah, oh. new Morrissey. He's set to release a pretty eclectic new covers album. It's coming out on May 24th. It's called California Sun. And I have to say that if the rest of these songs, all 12, are anything like this one, it's... It's real good. It's real good. What's going on is he does a cover that was just released of Roy Orbison's 1964 song called It's Over. You want to hear a little? Sure. Very much do. How many shrimps do you have to (laughs) eat before you make your skin turn pink? Eat too much and you'll get sick. Shrimps are pretty rich. Doesn't okay, sound I'm, like the rest of the I'm not going to lie. I would, I'd be into that. <laughs> yeah. Anybody that drops that song, it's real good. Can no. I play the real song? If you could, Bean. Thank please, you. if you don't mind. Because I don't like... I mean, I, I have Morrissey interrupt this right now. Because Absolutely. I'm so excited to hear this cover. Yeah. That's actually that's that's wing. That's really? not yeah. That's not Morrissey either. I had it on Morrissey. I I might have it though for reals. This I, this because this I feel like because it says new Morrissey song. Okay. So this is okay. it. Okay. All right. All right. I'm dreaming mm-hmm. of a white Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Coming out in May. Very strange, <laughs> Morrissey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, blah 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 blah. Morrissey. <laughs> I'm 
That's just the You're, Batman thing. Where do you record so. that? That's a pug. That's a pug. Who's doing the Batman? Uh, Remember, that's this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Morrissey does love animals. He really does. <laughs> All right, you guys. I think we really do have Morrissey's cover of Roy Orbison's It's Over. But, oh, what will you do when she says to you there's someone new we're through. That is pretty great. Yeah, it's it's probably the best choice of a voice that he could somewhat emulate, but it's yeah. also just that's pure Maz right there. And I love the production, the big mm-hmm. uh, orchestral production behind him, too. It's very, uh, very much like the original, but it's a perfect fit for his voice. Well Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Again, California Sun due out on May 24th. You can pre-order it now if you're so inclined. Guys, huge news. Jonas Brothers are back. <gasps> they, yeah. They've announced the release of their new single, Sucker, for uh, basically tonight at midnight is when it's going to go down. But then they're going to do a week-long takeover on The Late Late Show with James Corden beginning on March 4th. They are not tools of Satan. Hey, those Jonas Brothers assholes! I don't know if we're saying that. It's just just three brothers that loved each other, made some music, then went their separate ways. They're coming back. Oh, Nick Jonas is so cute. He's pretty dreamy. Uh, They're also going to do carpool karaoke. And they're from Canada. No, they're not. Is that it? It was a pretty cool song, don't you think? <laughs> we'll see. We'll kind see it midnight a, tonight. Temple positive song. It's called Sucker. <laughs> thank God I'm not with these people. Thank God they're falling. Thank God they're failing. And thank God humanity's rising. Okay. It, I'm just telling you that the Jonas Brothers are back together, you guys. Why? Well, I have a lot of thoughts on the Jonas yeah. Brothers, Allie. Do you care? I mean, uh, me personally? No. Why? Uh, well, I was never into the Jonas Brothers. That's but what they are. They're losers. I'm not saying that at all. I'm Bastards. saying there's no, there's an absolute place for the Jonas Brothers, and they have a lot of fans, and a lot of people are super excited that they're getting back together, and they're mm-hmm. going to get new music. They're good at pooping. I, I mean, I don't know. Is that documented somewhere? Possibly. I think we're all pretty good at pooping. Why? Well, it's everybody poops. It's just something that we should all we should all do. But yeah, it's going to be pretty interesting. So carpool karaoke and everything. They never yeah, uh, they that. never fail to disappoint. I, that is that's harsh, Bean, and I don't know why you would say that. I'll, however, a lot of people saying, wait, how did Jonas Brothers get back together before One Direction? Like all those One Direction heads, oh. they're they're now extra upset. It's about money, in case anyone. Yeah, just concerned. <laughs> one of them needs wondering. money, and the other doesn't. Yeah. By the way, isn't one of them married to Priyanka Chopra? Yeah, yeah. That one doesn't need money. No, all, well, no. That except, one's fine. Except the idea that they sold like seven different sets of wedding photos and seemed to have four million interviews. I, I was very weirded out by the amount of press it appears they sold out for their wedding, but yeah. Okay. I know one of them just kind of went away. He wanted to be a dad, have his wife do that thing. Mm-hmm. That and was then, Biff. That was Biff. Okay. <laughs> that was Biff Jonas. And yeah. then one was in uh, DNCE. Is that, that was, dance? That was Gloomer. That was He's Gloomer. the man who invented Booyah! So the one that married uh, the woman... Priyanka Chopra. Priyanka. Yeah, Priyanka Chopra. Is that the one that is 
The one that's in Smitty. dance? That's Smitty. Gunther. But is he the one that's in the band as no. well? He's the founder of Ice. Oh. He's the founder of Ice. Well, I don't think she's The bonus Jonas is yeah. the youngest one, and that's Stiffy. Stiffy. Mm-hmm. So Stiffy, Gunther, Biff, and... Gloomer. <laughs> they white. I hate all of you. <laughs> I think we got a lot of information out of this. I, I, I'm glad that you there, guys know so much about them. There are more brothers than people think. Because people only know the three or four, but there's... Right. Oh, my God. Do you know about Donkey? No. It's not a person. It's a donkey. But they think of him like a brother? Yes. And they named him Donkey. I'd uh-huh. like to punch him in the face. Donkey? But donkey's such a good dude. But it's not a guy. It's just a, it's donkey, a donkey that no, they yeah, yeah, think no, no, of no. like a guy. Not born to them, but right. they've taken it on as a brother. Right. Mm-hmm. That's strange oh to have Oh, my a God. Pet. They're so good. Named Donkey. Anyone else? Soupy. Soupy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Soupy's the youngest. Yeah, he just loves soup. He's so young. Yeah. Just young forever. <laughs> like he's, he's never growing up. He's got that disorder <laughs> where you're just, yeah. The backwards. Okay. Backwards. He has Benjamin Button's disease, but backwards. Okay. So he's growing normal. <laughs> They still got it. All right, I think we've established everything. Why do some people tune out? We haven't even gotten into lava, Jonas. Lava. Another brother. Hot. They're assholes. Let's uh, let's talk about something uh, awful. Something awful right now. Something else. I don't care if it's awful or great. Just something else. Feed it. A real bummer uh, that was breaking news this morning is that Luke Perry reportedly suffered a major stroke. And he's at the hospital <laughs> right now. I'm, that's why I'm like, this isn't great that I'm doing this. But yeah, uh, not good. Not good at all, you guys. <laughs> Again. Nope. He's currently under observation at the hospital. Let me move on to a different story. Please. Do you like slippers? <laughs> What you could have went with that one first. Shut up. <laughs> that was more of a transition. <laughs> I didn't turn the page. Oh I had this God. just waiting. <laughs> so uh, uh, Justin Bieber is turning 25 uh, tomorrow, right? So here's the thing. He's getting a day named in his honor. How does this all tie into slippers? <laughs> Hotels.com noticed Justin's love for hotel slippers. Sure. Not only is he often photographed wearing them, he has a $1,500 mink pair by Louis Vuitton. Hmm. Um, and he also sells his own brand of hotel slippers under his clothing line, House of True. So Hotels.com has now gotten March 1st officially declared National Hotel Slipper Day. And that's for Justin to thank him for his passion over the years for rocking hotel slippers in any capacity and giving them a platform to shine. That's a very desperate attempt to glom on to Justin Bieber's celebrity. Yeah. Listen, I just told you all about Hotels.com. Yep. That's they usually, win. That's usually his dad's job to glom on. Right? Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Uh, Sarah Highland from Modern Family. She's mm-hmm. often having to stand up for herself on social media. She'll post something. People will come after her. And it's it's usually pretty cuckoo stuff, but she posted a shot of herself on Sunday in a gown at the Vanity Fair Oscar party and captioned the post, fun fact, I'm wearing two pairs of Spanx. Why dye it when you can just hide it? And of course, people came after her like, um, excuse me, you're totally skinny. You shouldn't be wearing Spanx. What are you doing? And then other people that said, you've been very transparent about your problems gaining weight. Why are you now confusing people with this post and da da da? And uh, one of my favorite uh, responses, uh, maybe you're a little too skinny. Here, have a sandwich. 
So she, of course, had to take uh, to Twitter to defend herself, explaining that double spanks were deployed to hide a bulge in her lower abdomen from her kidney transplant. Yeah, you can't oh. talk like that yeah. to people who've had transplants. Yeah, so she wrote back and said, when you have two kidney transplants and are on steroids for the rest of your life, maybe get back to me. Here's an idea, people. Stop it. Just stop. Stop it. Who's with me? Oh, I'm down for stop it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think we do spend too much time commenting or even caring about other people's appearance when it's really not what's important, except in Priyanka Chopra's case when it's very important. You're right. And she's yeah. wearing which one? Buzzy? Junkie. Oh, Junkie. Not getting okay. that again. I'm just saying. Right. Yeah, I'm glad she. I'm glad she set the record straight on that. And I hope those people felt terrible that had commented on her her post. Way to take this down. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, I did that uh, right after a great uh, little segment. Could have been a good out. Still learning. You guys hey. know about feline AIDS? You want to bring up more sad stuff? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Remember Rachel Tratch? That oh, was yeah, one of Downer. the Debbie Downers. Oh, good times. <laughs> it's also a wonderful outtake from Talladega Nights, them talking about feline AIDS. Wow. It's a real killer. It's good stuff. Hey, some birthdays for you. Allie Larder. Gilbert Gottfried, John Turturro, and that's what's happening. It is. Thank you, Allie. A 5 p.m. commercial-free hour. You got it thanks to a random act of helpfulness. What from the is helpful happening? You said you got it again. In you the same did it Brody just thing. like Brody, just like Kevin did it. I Very can't good. help you. I'm sorry. Uh, tomorrow on an all-new program, I think it's going to be a good one, you guys, because we have your final chance that passes for both of the great Marvel events that we are participating in. Uh, Monday morning super-secret event with the cast, including... Uh, Clark Gregg, Brie Larson, Samuel L. Jackson, and others. You get to help interview them. That's at the Captain Marvel Rocks event Monday morning at a super secret location. Performances by Bush and L7 because the movie is set in the 90s. You also get a chance to see the movie on Tuesday night ahead of its opening everywhere on Friday. So we have that for you in the 7 o'clock hour tomorrow. We have a new Bean Makes Us guess on the program Ooh, tomorrow. Okay. It has been a while. Also, um, by now, if you're on the internet, you have seen what happens if you undertip a man delivering salsa to your home. Mm. We'll discuss that tomorrow. Salsa, we- am I right? <laughs> you are indeed right. <laughs> we'll discuss that tomorrow. We'll find out what awful things people have done to food. Uh, and the very talented Chloe Grace Moretz will be here as well. That's all tomorrow, right here on K Rock. Enjoy it. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.